All right, everybody, welcome back to the Millennial Sales Podcast. This is episode 229. Happy Wednesday to you. I uh, hope everyone's having a good week, closing out the month before Memorial Day weekend here. Um, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm wrapping up. That's what I'm, I got going right now. Um, this is the podcast. If you're new to it, this is where young people come and learn how to grow your skill set, make more money, get promoted, be more fulfilled, find your next job, whatever it might be. Um, in the sales world, this is where you can go and, and sales can absolutely change your life. So uh, thank you for tuning in. I'm Tommy Tahoe. I'm Tom Alemo or Tommy Tahoe on every social media. So give me a follow and give me a shout. Before we get to today's content, let me give a quick shout out to our two sponsors. First up, we got gong.io. What can I say? I love gong so much that I now work there. I sell for them. Um, they're the number one revenue intelligence platform. They uh, help every single company uh, that sells something uh, that you know you can know more about your customer. You can know more about the market. You can learn more about the deals that you have, your individual performers via the AI and revenue intelligence that they offer. Uh, put simply, the place is a freaking rocket ship. Uh, it's an amazing product. It's the best sales product that has ever been invented, in my personal opinion. And um, you should absolutely check it out if you're not already. So either go to gong.io or just ping me on link LinkedIn, Tom Alamo. I'll shoot you in the right direction. I'll answer questions. Whatever you want, I'm happy to help. The other sponsor that we have, let's give a shout out to Postal.io, helping to create meaningful experiences. Uh, so in a world where everything's just automated and you know personalization at scale, quote unquote, uh, they have to help to actually personalize things and create a great experience for your customer uh, with the things that you send them. That can be from the brewery across town. It can be from the florist on the street corner. Um, they create really uh, meaningful experiences. I sent something to a customer today and she said, Hey, this is the quickest I've ever responded to you. Uh, when I got this, this thing that you sent to me via postal, um, there's a recent customer that I want to say thank you to. Um, so just a quick example, I love using the product. I could check them out at postal.io. Also anyone that goes to Apple podcasts and leaves a five-star review for this show and just sends it to me on LinkedIn, it should take you 45 seconds and you will get a free Starbucks gift card from them, which is pretty sweet. Get your caramel macchiato. Uh, what's It's springtime, so I don't know, some ice green tea. If it's getting warm, uh, you can get a coffee cake, whatever it is that tickles your fancy, you can get that. Uh, shout out to Postal, shout out to Gong. Um, for today's episode, we're, we're switching it up a little bit. Um, put out a, just a shit ton of content for you people. So um, I'm actually going to flip the roles here. Uh, my good friend, Galem, Gourmet actually interviewed me for her podcast, What Is Your Legacy? Um, I don't usually go on the other side of the microphone, but I did for her, and we got deep. Uh, we don't spend any time on pleasantries. We go deep into uh, my childhood. We go deep into the inner recesses of my mind, uh, growth mindset, and ultimately, what type of legacy do I want to leave on this round earth, which is something I certainly have never thought about before. feel like too young almost to be thinking about something like that, but we got deep. We had a great conversation and, um, you know, Galem asked really, really thoughtful questions. Good friend of mine. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation, get to know me a little bit better, uh, get to know Galem, uh, if you don't know her and, uh, I hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, let's 
Uh, it'll be a little bit of a different format here with the intro and all that stuff, but let's just get straight to my conversation with Galen. Hope you enjoy. Peace, everybody. Let's go. Welcome to the What Is Your Legacy podcast. I am your host, Galen Girmay, and this is a podcast about my amazing guests' legacies. My guests are sharing some deep stories about their intended legacy. We cry, we laugh, and we have some of the most beautiful moments together. What Is Your Legacy podcast is available on any of the major podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple, and Google. Please subscribe so you don't miss any new conversations. And if this podcast made you think about your own legacy, I'd love it if you would leave a review. All right, everyone, welcome back to another incredible conversation. And I really mean that because this was a fire episode with my friend, Tom Alemo. If you don't know who Tom is already, you can go check him out on LinkedIn. He is a growth account executive at Gong. He's also host of Millennial Sales Podcast, and he's a co-host of Revenue Collective Podcast. Tom has also authored a book, an ebook called Thrive in Your First Year in Sales. So in this conversation with Tom, we get to talk about a lot of different things in regards to his intended legacy. And it became a philosophical and really deep conversation between the two of us. And so what you're going to listen to is a lot to do with being mindful of your time on earth. It's about the fact that he wants to help others. And that's what he would hope his legacy to be is that he's treated people well and helping others along the way. We also talked and vibe about the fact that we both have felt like the underdog in certain situations or circumstances, or the fact that we felt underestimated in our abilities to achieve something. So this is an amazing conversation. I hope you will enjoy it. So up next is Tom Alemo. We're back and I have my very good friend, Tom Alemo <laughs> with me. I've been waiting, Tom, for this moment. You know how much I've been like, when are we doing this? When can we have this conversation? Like, let's get it scheduled. And eventually I was like, let me just drop something in his calendar, like unsolicited. I'm just going to go for it and see if he accepts it. And you did. And here we are. And here we are. And uh yeah, I, like I was saying a few minutes ago, I'm, I'm a lot more comfortable on the other side of the uh, of the microphone. So nailing me down maybe wasn't wasn't the easiest thing, but I'm I'm pumped to be here. Super excited yeah. and honored. Yeah, we're gonna talk about your legacy today. This is uh, a conversation I've really been looking forward to because you and I last year, 2020, the year of opportunities. Yeah, I like that. We did co-host Millennial Coffee Talk. Let me see if I got that right. Millennial Coffee Talk. Yes. Feels like ages ago. So you and I and Richard Harris did that. And it was amazing. That was my introduction to you. That was me learning a lot more about you. We had these weekly chats with a bunch of people. It was amazing. I loved it. And then it ended. And then Mm. we're like, no, we miss each other. When can we catch up? So here we are. I've been on your podcast. Now you're on my podcast. So I'm super excited to talk about your intended legacy today. So I know we're uh, limited on time. And I know that this is most likely going to want to run over, but we're trying to keep it, you know, within our time frame. So I want to dig into this of when you think about 
leaving a legacy, but just the word legacy, like what do you think about what comes to mind for you? Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's super interesting because I've seen, you know, uh, you've been running this podcast for a little while and, uh, you know, I never really ever thought about it before, you know, you asking me to come on this show, right? It's like, it has such a, it's a heavy word and um, I feel so young, you know, I am young, right? Like, um, so to think about the word legacy is almost like, oh, come on, I can't be thinking about that. Like I'm, I got so much, I'm just getting started. I don't, I don't, I don't know yet. Um, but I think, um, I think for me, something that I've always, you know, just to kind of get to, to the heart of it is like, when I feel like I'm on my game and like really, you know, in line with, with my best self is like, it's when I'm helping others as much as I love and I'm obsessed with like learning and getting after goals. And I've got these goals on sticky notes on my wall, right behind the laptop here. Like that, that stuff feels good. But like, for me, it's like, when you get the message from someone that, um, you know, Hey, you, your podcast or your blog or your whatever, like really help me out. Like, thank you for doing that. Um, that like, you know, in its core is, is what fuels me and what keeps me going. And, um, I guess that's part of like what I think about with legacy is like how you affect all of the other people in your ecosystem from people you're really close with to the people that you may have never met before. Um, and so I want to have a positive influence on, on those people as much as possible. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. And I resonate with the fact that like you want to be helpful to other people. I feel the same way. The, the question I have for you to dig a little bit deeper into that, because I hear people saying, I want to leave a positive impact or influence or whatever the case might be. And, and part of that is obviously like being of service to other people, right? Bringing value. And these are like things that we hear all the time, especially us working in sales is like, bring the value, you know, do the right thing. Yeah lead with empathy and all these things and it's like yes and what does that mean what does that mean to you to be like you you said a few examples of when people reach out to you like you know that you've been helpful in some way so they heard something on your podcast that you talked about you know with a guest or just by yourself but have you always felt that you wanted to be helpful to other people? And if you have, like, if you think back to your childhood, you think back about how you grew up, in what ways did that show for you in your life? I mean, I feel like, you know, growing up, I honestly, I, I've always felt kind of like an underdog, right? I'm, I'm not, uh, I, you know, we actually, let's take a step back. We've never met in person. It's so funny when I do these, like all these people that I've made friends with the last year or two via LinkedIn and the internet, like I've never met them in person. I was just thinking you and Richard both. I texted me the other day, I'm like, dude, we live like an hour away and I've never met you. Um, anyways, the reason I say that is because like, I'm not a big dude, you know, I'm like five foot nine, 150, you know, like, and so, um, and I was never like the best at school, you know, I was like a B minus type of student. And so I always kind of had like a chip on my shoulder that like, I always wanted to like, you know, work really hard and treat people well and like always be like, bring the energy, bring the enthusiasm, bring the positivity. And like, I just like from, I guess from an early age, like always think about people, you know, people that might be a coach or even just like, you know, uh, the waiter or waitress that you have at a restaurant, like you pick up on their energy so easily, right? Mm -hmm. Like your experience with someone is so much dictated by like the energy that they're putting out. And I personally just feel like there's way too much blandness or negativity in the world. And there's very few people 
that you meet and then like, you know, five hours later, you're like, man, that person was awesome. Man, that, they gave me a little bit of a boost. And yeah. so like when I talk with someone like you or I talk with like a, a past guest of yours, like Larry Long Jr. is like the obvious example. It's just like, man, that guy's just got energy and positivity for days. And that's like, that's, that's what I try to like, that's what I try to think about really often, even though I'm tired today. Um, you know, I'm not in the mood to do a lot of things today, but like when I talk to people, I want them to kind of feel that enthusiasm. I want to feel them to feel the positivity. Cause I just feel like it makes, it has that chain reaction makes, you know, everyone's day better. Yeah, for sure. I mean, something you, you said, or you talked about, but you don't really say it is something that I feel. And I talk about is being the underdog for sure. And that like will fuel you to, to be even greater than anyone can ever imagine. The other piece to it that you didn't say this word, but that's what I kind of took away from it was when you're being underestimated, then you want to go the extra mile. You want to show like, no, do not underestimate me. I got this. I, I, yeah. I'm good. Um, so I get that from you. And I think this is why like you and I vibed from the moment we got to know each other it was like, I see you. I see you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like yeah. you you know, you recognize each other when you've been in that position at some point, any point in your life, when you're just like, why am I being underestimated? Why am I feeling like the underdog right now? How, what can I do to get out of that? And also at the same time, like help other people around me. So I see that in you. I'm validating you right now because I'm feeling it. Like I get it. <laughs> I get that yeah. feeling that you, you have with you, right? So when we think about legacy, and you think about the people in your life. I know somebody already in your life that has a huge impact in you, and that's your dad. Yeah. Right. Who else comes to mind for you when you think about the impact and influence of other people? I mean, I think it all starts uh, with my family. Um, you know, I was, I have a, a tight family life, you know, with, with both of my parents, uh, and I have an older sister. And, um, you know, like when I think, Someone that if I, if I talk about my sister, right, for a minute, um, she's a few years older than I am. And uh, we didn't get along super well as kids. And now, like, as adults, like, she's, you know, one of my best friends easily. And, um, like, you like you think I'm, like, positive and, like, optimistic. She's, like, five times that. And just, like, all like seems to always wake up on the, on the right side of the bed. And they're, like, always, like, trying to have the most fun possible and, like, enjoying it and loving it. And now she's in sales. So now she's talking about cold calls, like with such enthusiasm and stuff. Yeah. And so like, um, I think it's just who you surround yourself with is, is super important. So you don't get to choose your family. I'm very fortunate uh, for the people that are my family, but I try to live by that too with, you know, my fiance, Julia, I've got a few, you know, really close friends. Like I, I personally have more of like a small tight knit circle versus like dozens and dozens of, of friends. Um, but I, I like to choose them carefully. And like, I, I want the, those people to be on the same page and, you know, uh, kind of be, we're all, we don't have to agree on everything, but have to kind of be in that same mindset that it's hard for me to be friends with people that are like, you know, for example, like going out and just like partying all the time, or just like, just kind of like chilling and like super complacent and just like, it's, it's hard for me to relate to that sometimes. And so uh, maybe that's a blessing and a curse, but I, I try to keep my crew as tight and like all on the same page of, of, uh, of, of what I'm about as possible. Yeah. 
Um, something that when you mentioned your sister made me think about something I read in one of your newsletter probably a while back. But I think this is a family tradition that you have, right? That you come mm. up with stuff to do together and you challenge each other and you uh, keep each other accountable and you you do different things. I can't recall exactly what it is, but I remember yeah. reading it and was like, I really like that. And I do similar things, not with other people, but uh, myself. Like I, I come up with something I want to challenge myself for for the next quarter because since I started working in sales, everything revolves around the quarter, right? Both professionally and personally. I'm like, what can I achieve personally in three months? All right, here's the challenge. So I would do that. And I know you do the same thing with your family of having these challenges and which makes me think about like having traditions and the importance of that. So Mm -hmm. again, going back to legacy and thinking about families important to you, traditions, challenges, all that stuff. What do you think about when it comes to your family and like the generational legacy? What would what would you hope to bring forward to your future family? Yeah, um, and and just to point on the on the challenges, like we're still doing that you know, every single month. It's yeah. me, my sister, and and my cousin since the beginning of last year. And so, like right now in April, you will not see me on any social media other than LinkedIn, um, and I'll post my podcast to YouTube, but. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. Um, and that's like, that's the challenge that, that we put forth. Um, and so um, it's, it's something that just kind of keeps it fun. We live on the other side of the country from each other. So it's kind of a way to like keep in check, like, Hey, you're not on, uh, you're not on Facebook today, are you? Uh, so we have fun with that. And, and I think um, for me, something that, you know, to answer your question more directly, like for me, what was always kind of passed down to me uh, and, and what I would hope to pass down to, um, you know, my family someday and, and people I interact with is like, one is that it, it's, it's all about effort over um, the outcome, right? Like mm-hmm. I was not someone that got straight A's. I was not someone that was like the varsity, you know, basketball player, you know, star athlete. You know, I wasn't the person that was, you know, playing guitar at age seven or anything like that, or speaking a second language, like none of that stuff. But like I worked really hard and like I was always the grinder on like whatever sports team I was on or I'd always like work really hard to try to get, you know, a better grade or whatever it might be. And so I feel like that just applies to like literally everything in life. Like obviously it applies to your job, but it also applies to like wanting to grit through and like get the workout in when you're not feeling like it or to try to get better at like a gap in your relationship with your significant other or with a friend or a family member that like maybe you're not gelling for some reason. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to just like let this be something that dictates my life. Like I'm going to try to get a little bit better and like get 1% better at it, like have the growth mindset to try to improve. And so like, you know, I think that's, that's the first thing that comes to mind when it's like, how, what would you pass down to someone else? It's like, if you think that you can get better at something and you have the growth mindset, well, that's like, that's, that's the first start. That's the first piece of everything. Cause if you don't think you can get better, then there's no hope. And if there's no hope, then why would you try to do it? So I think that's always got to be the first thing that comes to my mind. And, and I'm sure that yeah, like, there's others, like you want to treat people well, um, you know, you want to like not have a super big ego and think about things that are outside of your control and, and things like that. But the number one has to be like a growth mindset just in all areas of your life. Yeah. 
you said effort over outcome. And I, I agree with you. I, I usually say focus on the process rather than the outcome. So mm -hmm. pretty much the same thing, just in a different language, right? A different perspective yeah. or a different context in this case. Um, so yeah, that, that makes sense that you're thinking about it in that way based on kind of how you grew up, your, you know, not circumstances, but your family and your, your context to what your family is and what they brought to you and how you take that forward into the future. Um, so I usually ask people this, um, is if you could describe, now you, you kind of laid a foundation of what you think about when, when legacy comes to mind or the word legacy. And um, I usually ask people this question of, if you could describe your legacy in one sentence, what would that sentence sound like to you? Man, you're not messing around with these questions. <laughs> no, I told you I wasn't. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, to me, the first thing that comes to mind, um, and I, I'd love to maybe edit the like, I, I feel like I need to like almost sit with this question for like three months and, and, and come back to you. But like the first thing that comes to mind is like, you know, I want to, I want to positively impact everyone that I come across. Right. And like, that's in a sentence. And if I unpack it a little bit, it's like, I, I want to do that in so many different ways. Like we're talking about the text chain with my sister and my cousin, like the people that are really close to you, like, you can have a bigger positive impact on, right? Like I could impact them every single day and like try to bring some positivity and like love and all of that. And that's really important to me, but it's also really important to me to help out and like positively impact the person in, you know, Georgia right now that I have no idea who they are, but they stumble across something from me that like maybe a podcast I produce. And then they like think about sales and like somehow that, can help to like change their life because there's these little decisions and these little content things that we come across every day and you never know who's going to view it and you never know whose life can get changed from it. And like, I know personally, like my life is just on a such a different path now than it, it could have been five or six years ago coming out of school and where I was kind of trending. And, um, you know, I, I couldn't even think about like all the people that, um, have helped me get there. And so it takes a village. And so, I just want to have that positive impact on everyone that I come across in some way, shape or form. Yeah. On as many people as possible during this lifetime. And the thing is too, like, I know it's such a tough topic to talk to someone and you feel like I got to come up with the most perfect answer or the right answer or whatever the case might be. Or, or like you said earlier, like I'm, I'm young, like I'm far, obviously far from done with living your life and whatever impact you're going to leave as a legacy. So this, this keep like evolving and, and you keep changing and you have that growth mindset for a reason, right? So when we're having this conversation in X amount of years, when, you know, you might have a family and at that point, like you're married because you're engaged right now. And, you know, that perspective of what your intended legacy is, is most likely going to be a little bit different. Right. But yep. at the core of who you are and what you value and what's important to you and those traditions and the importance of family, it's at the core of who you are. 
right? So that's not going to change, but kind of the context around your life is going to change. It is changing, right? It changed from last year when we got to know each other to now, evolving all the time. So this leads me to my next point that I want to talk to you about, which is when I think about you, Tom, and what you're doing and the legacy that you will be leaving behind, I think about it from the perspective that I have observed you, experienced, you know, a friendship with you, uh, consider you like a colleague in the virtual world of sales. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's weird to say someday we're going to meet each other for sure. Yeah. But uh, until then, like, this is how I view you, right? Is this person who is a creator of multiple things, right? You, uh, your day job is a growth account executive at Gong. You have two podcasts that you're hosting. One is your own millennial sales, and then you're co-hosting yeah. one for Revenue Collective, right? Yep. So that's the latest thing that you're doing. So you're doing all these things. So that is kind of a part of what you're leaving behind. Like those are what I called in a previous episode, I did creative breadcrumbs, right? Because mm. we talked earlier about, well, I didn't grow up knowing another language. I didn't have any particular skills around like playing an instrument or whatever the case might be. I wasn't the, maybe the greatest at sports. I did have like average grades, all these things that a lot of people have experienced in their life and are experiencing in their lives. And they can resonate with that. And so did I. So when you share that, I was like, you're basically describing that episode that I did a couple of weeks ago where I talk about the creative process and the fact that like, I didn't have any particular skills. I desperately Mm. tried to learn playing guitar at the age of 10 or 11. That failed. I was like, (laughs) I was not good at it. And I didn't have the patience for it. I didn't have the passion for it either. I just had an interest and was like, I want to be a little bit cooler. You know, I want to be like yeah. a cool kid who can show up and do cool stuff. And I couldn't. Um, and I don't want to either at this point. I have no interest in learning um, another instrument or any instrument. But to your point of like, or to my point about you and the fact that you are doing all these different things and that is part of your legacy. This is how I will always remember you. Right. I will remember you as a person who is willing to give a person who is able to create for the sake of helping other people, whether you know them or not, or might know them in the future or never care about them or hear from them. Right. Because your value is not coming from the fact that I'm producing this, I'm doing this for the sake of other people coming to me and validating what I'm doing is great so that I can continue to do it. That is not the perception that I'm seeing, at least. Yeah, of, of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, um, I mean, there's definitely a lot, like, I think when you're talking about the creative process too, I, I think it kind of goes back to, you know, what you'd asked about, like with, with, uh, with, with childhood and, and some things like that, which is like, I was just thinking, no one ever told me, no one ever told me like, I guess like how, how big to think or like, to kind of like go out, like to kind of ignore fear because we all feel fear, right? So you're not fearless, but you kind of override the fear and like go do stuff and go try things. And I think I grew up a, a lot of times like, you know, pretty fearful of, of a lot of things of like, you know, whether it was getting bullied or getting cut from the team or thinking people would think you're weird or whatever it might be. And like, I felt that to such a high degree when I was thinking about doing like a podcast and a blog, and this is like four years ago. 
And it would like eat at me all the time for like months on end. My friend and I recorded a podcast and we just like let it sit for like two months because we're both so afraid of that publish button. So by doing all these things, I'm almost like trying to like, I'm trying to like remind myself that like every single time is like a vote for the me that is overriding that fear. And so, um, you know, it's, it's still really like kind of, uh, fear inducing to put out a podcast and like, God, you hope people like it. And you hope the person on the other end of the, of the microphone enjoys the conversation and doesn't think that you're, uh, you know, dumb or lame or asking bad questions. Um, and every single time it's just like, I think just a vote internally to me to say, Hey, you can do this. You can do more than you think. And like, you're getting better and you know, you're getting more confident and that'll carry forward. So, um, I don't know. I, that, that felt important to say just as like on the creative spectrum. I, I think it's just something that most people feel is like that fear of, of putting yourself out there. And like, there's so many great things on the other side of it. And you have to just kind of keep pressing that, pre- pressing that publish button over and over again. Yeah, you do. And, and it's also like what you're talking about. It's like a motivational, inspirational thing of just owning what you're valuing what you find being important in your life and stepping into your purpose stepping into what you are meant to do and supposed to do to help other people because at the core of what you want to do and what legacy you want to leave behind is to help other people and to bring value to other people's lives so in order for you to achieve that you need to step outside of your comfort zone and step into your purpose and just own that entire process from publishing to reach out to someone to have a conversation to just put yourself out there because if you don't people are never going to find out who you are and what your life was about because the the reality is and we've all experienced this definitely for the past year at various levels is that life can change in an instant Mm. from life to death to circumstances happening in your life like I just shared a few things with you before we hit record of what's changed in my life in the past couple of months and that's like big changes that I then have to adjust to and accept and you know process and and go through but only is that possible because of the support of other people around me right and so with the life that you're living and the legacy that you're going to leave behind it is not done yet but it could be done at any moment. Who knows what's mm. going to happen in the next 24 hours? I don't, yeah. you know, nobody does. Yeah. Yeah. So this leads me to the next part. And again, I can't believe we're already like, we've talked already for a little while and I'm looking at the clock and I'm not liking what time it is, <laughs> but um, it leads me to the next part, which is uh, a scenario, hypothetical scenario, right? Okay. So uh, here's the situation. Your doctor calls you and your doctor goes, hey, Tom, um, I have some bad news. Unfortunately, you only have 72 more hours to live. Yeah. So that's the scenario. That's what your doctor is telling you. You only have three more days on this earth to live. Now, the question to you, Tom, is what would you do with those last three days on this earth? What would you be spending your time on at this point? Yeah, I mean, um, one quick thing, 
before I get there is just, you mentioned just like, you know, life can change in an instant. And like, I think that's so true. And there's a, um, there's a stoic philosophy that I've really been thinking a lot about uh, called memento mori, which roughly translates to, you know, that life can end at, at any minute or change at any minute. Right. And um, I've been thinking about that a lot. And, um, you know, I think the more mindful that you become of that, the more, uh, you know, the more you appreciate time and the more you appreciate like moments like this, right. And like the more you get off scrolling and scrolling and scrolling or the less you are anxious about things and, and the more that you do and the more that you spend time with people and, and things like that. Um, to answer your question, I mean, I feel like what I would do is, is what, what most people would do, right? Like uh, spend the time uh, with the people that you're closest to um, try to get everyone together and, um, you know, try to speak as open and honestly to all of those people that matter to you as possible. Right. And I think the, the thing that, um, you know, what people I think regret sometimes at, at the end of life is like, oh, I, I didn't do that thing or I didn't say that thing. Like, man, that person meant so much to me and maybe something tragic happened. I'm like, yeah, I wish I would have just told them A, B, or C. Um, and so I would definitely make sure to tell those people those things. And um, I'm trying to get better in my day-to-day of, of trying to do that now, right? Like not, not when it happens, when it's too late, but trying to do it now and like trying to spend more time with family now or trying to you know, uh, open up to, uh, you know, my partner now, or like take that chance now, um, which again is all very scary and very challenging to do. But, um, you know, I think the more that you have these conversations, the more you think about it, it's like, if you're not doing it now, then, you know, there's no guarantee that you're going to get another chance. Exactly. That's exactly it. And because I get to have so many of these conversations through my podcast, it has made me so much, I thought I was self-aware before this. I really did. <laughs> I really did. I, I took pride in like, I am such a self-aware human being. People tell me this all the time. <laughs> then I do this podcast and oh boy, I'm like, okay, I reach a new level of just understanding people differently and hearing different stories and the way that they're processing things and what I'm taking away from it and the fact of especially with this question and I always say this in my podcast the question of what would you do with 72 hours is really not a special question it's not it's a very basic question to ask people but the reason why I'm asking it is because the answers to it they vary they're they're somewhat there's some similarity in some of the answers to what people would do depending on who they are what they do what they value and all that stuff but there's also some unique perspectives and thoughts that they have around that what would I do with you know 72 hours left on this earth and so you said two things that I found um, interesting to dig into a little bit further the first thing was you would speak openly and honestly with the people around you. So let's talk about that. What does that mean for you to speak openly and honestly (laughs) with people if you only had 72 hours left? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's, um, I mean, in a, in a perfect world, you're doing this all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think life gets in the way sometimes. And, 
that's not to say like, you know, we're all dishonest and we're all like lying and, and scamming our way through lives, but we don't always have those conversations where you sit down and you, you tell someone, you know, how much they mean to you, right? Or how that, how this like one moment that happened, you know, 12 years ago, like you still think about it, right? And you're just like, man, remember when we did this or this, or you said that, like, and that meant so much to me, like that, those, those are the types of conversations we don't have very frequently, right? And that could be with someone as close as, as a family member. It could be, um, you know, uh, people that you're friends with that, that had significant impacts on you um, as well. And so, um, again, this is a, just a, a reminder as, as much to me as anyone else, like, you know, those, those things are, are incredibly important to have. And, and I want to make just a distinction about something because I've just been thinking about this through our conversation about something that I think is, I've never said it out loud probably, but it is really, I think an important part of like when we're talking about legacy, if it's okay to kind of derail for a second. Of course. Um, so like when you think about the stereotypical like ambitious person, mm -hmm. right? Um, let's just call it like, you know, I don't know, Michael Jordan or something. It's just like a great, like everyone who goes to like Michael Jordan or to like, you know, whoever, you know, the Gateses, or they go to like, you know, all these like really rich or famous or celebrities or something like that. Yeah. Um, I love studying those people partially because I love what makes them great. I also love learning about the mistakes they made mm -hmm. because there's so many people that we look up to for, for their great business success, for example, they had shitty family lives and they had five wives and you know, they never got to know, like Ben Franklin is great for all these reasons, but like his son, like disowned him, like mm -hmm. after, you know, at a certain age. And I'm like really hyper aware of that and like wanting to foster those relationships and pay like a lot of attention to them now, you know, with people in my family, for example, uh, and want to, you know, I guess be mindful of that as, you know, you know, maybe I create a family someday and like, really try to play that fine line of like, yeah, I, I want to reach my full potential. I want to help others do that. I'm super ambitious, but not at the cost of the people that are closest to you. Um, and so there's something that, that felt important to say and uh, is, is probably not talked about a lot from people, you know, especially like the ambitious type A folks. Yeah. I, I think that's an assumption to make. I think maybe it's not talked about openly in like in mm. a public forum, but literally I told you before we jumped on here, I was out earlier today for a walk in the park with a friend, met up with another friend. I all of a sudden became the person I've never been this person in my life where I'm hanging out with one person, making a phone call to another one who I know lives just down the street to be like, Hey, do you want to come and catch up? I've never been that person. <laughs> but yeah today I was that person and so we were catching up and I'm talking to this friend of mine and we were actually having this conversation that you you just brought up now of this this friend of mine who I had that conversation with said we ended up talking about family for some reason very great conversation and then he mentioned that you know I'm, I'm like I was worried that I wasn't if, if at any point in the future I have a family I was worried that I was gonna do the same mistakes uh, and go in the footprints of my own father. And so he didn't wanna create that same type of relationship and was worried about it. And I said, well, maybe there are some things you need to work out in order to get past and through that. 
because it sounds like you haven't really worked that stuff out yet in order to be comfortable because there's this one part of I do want to have a family but then there's the other part of I'm fearful of having a family because I might make the same mistakes and because I didn't have this experience with my own parents in this case then I don't want my future child and this is a hypothetical person doesn't even exist yet right (laughs) and I resonated so much with my friend about this because this is how I felt growing up I for the longest was like I am not having kids there's no way I'm having kids because I kept projecting my future based on my past I Mm. kept thinking and feeling that because I didn't have a, a great childhood because I wasn't raised in a way that I was happy with or enjoyed I was fearful that in the future, if I ever have kids, what if I do the same mistakes? What if I treat them the same way I was treated? And I would never want that. So I was fearful of the potential future. And then, you know, fast forward now, I'm like, of course I'm gonna have kids. Like there's nothing yeah. I'd rather have in my life <laughs> than kids. And I, and I actually look forward to it. I visualize my future having kids. I do all these things. I speak in affirmations as if I already have the kids, which I don't have yet. Um, I do all these things. And so going back to the point earlier was that you also mentioned something about the 72 hour question. We're back to that again, but Uh, I was trying to dodge it. (laughs) I know you were, I know, I know it. Um, But you mentioned something like a question that you asked, like when people are at the end of their lives, they typically would ask themselves like, you know, what are they regretting? What do they wish they did? Some people already anticipate that happening, meaning like, oh man, I wish like in my 20s, I did something. People tell me this often, actually. I had someone the other day being like, oh man, like I wish in my 20s, I did what you did, like moved overseas and lived in the States and, you know, all Mm -hmm. these things. And I'm like, is that a regret? Are you regretting the choices that you did or did not make? And so since you brought it up, I'm curious to know, because I felt like that, you have something to add to that from your own experiences. Like, has there been a time in your life where you felt like, oh, I wish I had that conversation with this person when I had the opportunity to? That's a good question. Um, I, I, I don't feel like there was a one time where it was like, and I wish I said this one thing to this one person and then, you know, mm-hmm. they passed away or something like that. Um, but I think it was more, has been a theme of more like, you're just like, you know, you're not op- like, you're just like, you're so closed off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's like, no one really knows what's going on in that noggin because you're not telling anyone. Um, and so that's something that I didn't really even probably put together until the last like few years uh, really, maybe even the last year, if we're being super honest. So, like, um, it, it's it's almost like a like a uh, like a defense mechanism. You know what I mean? Um, when in reality, it doesn't. It only hurts things more. You know, if you're not telling people what you really think or or what you really feel about things. And like, you know, shout out to you know you and and Richard Harris, the big three that um, you know, <laughs> could, like, kind of like soft sold me on the thought of, of going to therapy for, for some yeah. of these things. And like I have been, and that was the reason why we pushed this bio an hour because I had I my, my appointment right before this. So I'm already in like the deeper mentality. Um, but like, I think that 
you know, um, that, that's been a common theme for me, I think it's just like not being my truest self and not always saying those things to people. And then like you grow distant with people and it's like, man, like I haven't talked to that person in three years. Like I wish, I wish we were still close and maybe we would have been if I like, you know, spoke more openly to them yeah. or we could have been in another relationship with your significant other or your parents or someone else. If, um, you know, you said some of those things. So that's something that, geez, I'm, I'm working on it, but it's hard. Yeah. And it's not just, this is the, the thing I want to point out is that it's not just about all these lovely, beautiful highlights and conversations to have of being like, Hey, like me calling you or texting you or emailing you or slacking you, whatever. And being like, Hey, I think you're amazing. And here's why and you did all these things. And this changed my, my perspective. Yeah. Like that's great when it comes to that. Right. Like, and you know, you're going to get that because you're putting out so much that, you know, you're going to get those things in return because you are making a meaningful impact in other people's lives. I tend to look at it from the other perspective as well. In addition to all the good, beautiful things that you, you, you get in your life is also, I think, having the courage to have uncomfortable conversations with people, mm. right? In different settings. It can be what we did in Millennial Coffee Talk. Still can't get the name right for some reason. It's just <laughs> millennial Too coffee. many words. I know. Um, I, I think millennial and I instantly I'm like, I'm not feeling it. I'm, I know I'm a millennial, <laughs> but... I don't act like it. So anyway, whatever that means. Um, so I think about it from the other perspective of like having the courage to have uncomfortable conversations with people, right? So yeah. if, if I did, like, let's say in this scenario, right? If you did something that didn't sit well with me or felt icky to me or something that I didn't appreciate maybe about you or something you did, I don't know could happen in the future right yeah but the way that our relationship as friends is going to continue is my ability and your ability in this case to come to the other person and say hey tom uh, there's something i want to talk to you about that doesn't really sit well with me and here's what it is i would like to have a conversation with you about yeah. that right i think totally. that's so important because otherwise if you don't then our relationship would you know go at a distance we wouldn't stay in touch and and then you're like oh yeah that's just somebody I met in 2020 you know whatever and you still had a massive impact in my life but if we can't have the tough uncomfortable weird conversations and situations that will happen in any strong relationship then that's not going to flourish that's not going to grow that's not going to expand into something even greater you know potentially in the future so I, I think it's so important to dare to really have those uncomfortable conversations with people too. The ones that make you go, mm, I think I want to turn my camera off for this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the go-to is always, if I wake up in the middle of the night yeah. and I think about it, that's the uncomfortable conversation that has to happen the next day, whatever it is. And that happens, you know, you know, relatively often. And it's like, okay, I've been avoiding that. I need to do that thing. Yes. And like, I have this one friend I met uh, in the States in my first year when I was an au pair. And to this day, like what, 11 years later, she's one of my closest friends. And the reason why, because we've had a lot of opportunities to have fallouts, plenty of them <laughs> during yeah. the 11 years we've known each other. But the one constant you know, thing that's been in our friendship is the fact that 
when she or I have done something to the other person that didn't sit well with us, with either one of us, we just had this like honest relationship where I would just straight up come to her and be like, hey, I did not like what happened there. I did not appreciate the way that this unfolded or whatever the case might be. And she always took that with stride and was like, thank you for telling me. And like, that's great. That's good for me to know. So I can, you know, change that potentially in the future, just giving the other person opportunity to rectify the situation or change it if they're open for change. And if they're not, then it is what it is. You know, you move forward from there. But I just find it so important to really look at both sides of of the coin of like, what are the good things that you can highlight for people? And then also have the ability to highlight when there are things that aren't that great that can be improved in that relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you want, well, you want people that around that can, can challenge you to get better. Right. Cause like, what if you did something that you said something that was hurtful um, or did something that was annoying or whatever it might be uh, and you don't know about it, then you're going to keep doing it. Right. Exactly. So it's really kind of like the process of also trying to see your blind spots. Right. So I think you want, you want to be someone that can have those, but you also want the people around you that could be like, dude, you're being kind of an asshole right now. Or, uh, or, you know, Hey, that was like what you said that like, that was not cool. Um, or whatever it might be. So, um, yeah, you got to have them yourself, but you have to have the people around you as well that aren't afraid to tell it like it is at least a few people. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my goodness. My friend, unfortunately, don't tell me it's over. (laughs) Yes, it is. And I promised I was going to let you go on time so you can continue (laughs) with your day and the things that you have planned out. So I'm not going to hold you against that although I would like to just keep you in this virtual world for a little bit longer but I know you know this is this is what what's happening when we're having great conversation so let's wrap it up with this um where can people get in touch with you like I mentioned already your podcast millennial sales it's an amazing podcast for those of you who are in sales or not even in sales who just want to learn stuff about other people, the way they think, the way they do things very tactically um, and actionable suggestions. Uh, Other than your podcast, Millennial Sales, where can people get in touch with you and hear from you? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty available. Uh, If you go on LinkedIn, I'm Tom Malamo. If you go to Instagram or Twitter, uh, starting May 1st, go to Tommy Tahoe. I won't won't see you until then. and, and otherwise you can, um, yeah, I guess even email me. My, my email is thomasalamo7 at gmail. And um, I mean, the, the, one of the reasons I love podcasting just as a forum so much is it's a great way to meet people. Um, obviously we knew each other uh, pretty well before this, but uh, it's a great way to meet even listeners. And so if anyone wants to hit me up and have a conversation, I'm, I'm always open for it. Yeah. And I gotta say, you did a great job. Let's just say this on the air before we stop recording. Very, very, you have the, the ability to ask very difficult questions and then just kind of like sit there with it. You're like, oh shit, she's, she just said it and she just shut up after. That's, that's hard to do. Well, thank you. First, <laughs> <laughs> I find this so awkward to take like compliments <laughs> that I know other people will have to listen to. Um, but thank you. I, I appreciate that. I, I would like to say that that ability to ask sometimes the right questions and comes from just being curious and learning more about you in this instance um, and then shut up and be quiet and let you answer it is I think that comes from 
sales. Like I've learned that yeah. in selling, right? Like you ask the right questions, take a step back, listen to what they say, and then you you dig a little bit deeper into whatever the answers are. So I guess that's where it's coming from, I would think, but thank yeah. you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on. It's been amazing. I can't wait for part two. I'm going to hunt you down again to be like, let's, let's figure this out. I can't wait. So part two definitely is going to be Clubhouse. We already agreed on that. So we're going to yep. sort out on Clubhouse. It's going to come on all social soon for those who are listening. Um, and then we'll do, I'll, I'll come up with something creative because now creativity for me is podcasting. It's the, I'm going to write a book actually. So we're going to have a conversation about Ooh. that because you've written a book before. So tell everyone where your book is and where they can find it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it is uh, it's an ebook. It's called how to thrive in your first year of sales. So for anyone out there that is, uh, or know someone that is in sales. Um, it's really all, it's like, you know, 50 pages, try to jam pack it with info around, um, you know, how to get through the first year sales, which is often super difficult. Uh, but if you get through it on the other side can be super life-changing um, as a career and, and can really change life in a lot of ways. So you can find that um, the, probably the easiest way is just to go, if you go to any of my social pages, it's in like, it's usually the link in the bio. Um, otherwise it's on the site Gumroad. Uh, that's where I hold it. So you can look me up there too, but thank yeah. you for that. Yes, of course. I'm going to add it as well to the notes of this episode in particular. Um, so that's amazing. Thank you, Tom. It's been amazing talking with you about your attended legacy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you as always for taking your time to listen to my podcast. I truly appreciate that. And I know my guests are also very grateful for you hearing their journeys, their stories, their experiences. It means a lot to have you listening and paying attention to it. Because what I've learned from these experiences and talking with so many different people is a lot of them are feeling like, wow, I never get to talk about these topics. And the fact that there are people out there listening to that, it means a lot. So I wanna say thank you for doing that, for being a part of this group who cares about the, the bigger pictures in life, who cares about and being intentional about what they're doing every day in order to leave some type of impact and to leave some type of legacy. So next week, I will be releasing another solo episode. I'm still not completely sure about what the exact topic will be, but there's something inside of me speaking to something much larger than life. So I know that's very vague and it's not giving you any direction right now, but you'll just have to come back for next Tuesday to hear that next episode. And until then, hope you're safe, hope you're healthy and um, looking forward to speaking with as many of you as possible on Clubhouse. If you can't make it at 5 p.m. on Tuesdays for Clubhouse, um, I would love to talk with you offline. So take care. All right, everybody. Thanks for checking out that podcast while you're walking the dog, while you're cooking up your stir fry, while you're at the gym, whatever you're doing. Um, two things. Number one, uh, please head over to uh, Apple and give this show a five-star review. Uh, send that to me on LinkedIn and I'll give you a, a free Starbucks gift card. Would really appreciate it. That's what helps this show to grow. It should only take you a minute. And second, one more shout out to our sponsors, Gong and Postal. 
please give those folks a shout out, hit them up on LinkedIn, check out their websites. Uh, they can do wonders for your business. That's all I got for you today. Peace.